Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Totally football show today. FC Bayern effing awful. The Bavarians fall to their third straight and possibly most calamitous yet defeat. We ask, how much longer can Thomas Tuchel last? Meanwhile, Gattuso Ejeta, Reno reaches Il Fino in Marseille, while in Naples, Walter Mazzari also heading out the door ahead of their midweek game with Barcelona. We round up all the news, check the Continental Last 16 action in store and check each other's genitives in this Totally Football Show. Hello, listener. Uh, Monday, 19th of February, and it's Totally Football Show with James Horncastle. Hello, James. Alvaro Romeo. Hola, James. Raphael Honigstein. Hello. And Julien Laurent. Bonjour. Woof. We're all together today. Yes. That's look at nice. This. Lovely. Together should... forever. That's, that's nice, James. <laughs> I should say at this point that Rafa's already warned us that he's got multiple moments of the week. Of course. Unusual for him. He's got them stacked up, ready to drop. Let's just go straight to Rafa's moment of the week, part <laughs> one. Uh, I think um, it's Rostock Hamburg. Oh, yeah. Not so much for what happened the little, during the game. The little, the little cars. cars. But the cars. Yeah. The cars. Two toy cars with mounted smoke bombs yep. driving around the box. And Keystone Cops steward trying to kick them off the pitch, failing miserably, running behind them, cars driving away from him. He keeps running. It's all very... So I've got a question about this. Very sweet. Because you, you, when you go in, you get searched, right? When you go to any football stadium. So how did the cars get in? They drove. <laughs> right in. <laughs> Through the parking lot. It's like I the Motorino at San Siro. It's a very reasonable <laughs> question. I mean, I guess somebody must have worn really wide trousers. Yeah. I, I don't know. But know. the ultras, so for example, in Italy, the ultras have a kind of carte blanche to bring equipment in for their choreography and stuff. Is it the same no, thing? No, because this, this was not choreography. This was a protest. Sure, but they bring stuff in under the guise of and then... Yeah, but they're still mm, searched. Even the ultras. Mm, are, yeah. Anyway, this is all, for those who haven't been following the story that closely, this is mm. all in a protest against the uh, league's deal with CVC. Uh, it used to be CVC or Blackstone, but Blackstone has withdrawn from the process. And CVD, who, CVC, who also marketed... CBD. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <CVC, laughs> Rafa's been on the CBD, clearly. CVC, who also market Liga right. and La Liga. So um, they'd be essentially buying a share in the revenue in the from TV the future rights TV and rights. Centralized marketing. Right. And the fans are very against it. Mm. And now there's a groundswell of opinion, uh, even amongst some of the clubs saying we should have a re-vote... Uh, the original vote wasn't really valid because Hanover uh, 96, Martin Kind, the CEO, he didn't tell anyone how he voted, but he'd been instructed by the club to vote one way, which is no, and there's a strong indication that he voted yes. Uh, and his was potentially the one vote that made a difference because wow. he needed a two-third majority of 24 votes. They got exactly 24 votes. Uh, but it's all a little bit up in the air and... Yeah, protests will continue. Extraordinary. Following City A in rejecting this, are they? Uh, La Liga didn't reject it, but four clubs did reject it. Uh -huh. Madrid, Barcelona, Oviedo, and Athletic Club Bilbao. Hmm. We, we took all the money. We took it. <laughs> 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 it's a terrible deal for us, but we took the money. But that's why you were the biggest spenders exactly. in January. Yeah. yeah. So mm. what was the deal that you that Ligana got, Jules? It's a terrible deal because the, Gem the Germany one, and I think the Spanish one is on limited time, right? It's for 10 years or 20 years? Uh, I think it Germany. Was, it's limited, and uh, you can only spend the money, like a 15 or a 10% of it, on signings. The rest has to be on digitalization of your club, the ground, all these things. So the revenue from selling off, essentially mortgaging the future TV revenues for the league, yeah. they can only use, clubs can only use a portion of that for, for, for signings. signings. Yeah. Okay. 
So, for us, it's unlimited time. So okay. they will take money on all the TV rights. Right. Uh, unlimited. In, yeah, in exchange of uh, 1 billion, which if you think about it... 1 billion it, euros. Yeah, which you think about it is actually not much, especially compared to the other two deals. All right. What happens in the case of Barcelona, who've done their own private deal to effectively sell off the... Barcelona didn't want to sign the CBC thing because they right. thought that individually they could get a better deal with someone else. Uh-huh. That was it. Athletic Club Bilbao and Real Madrid didn't want it right. because uh, part of the money you have to spend it in the ground. Real Madrid was going to. Athletic Club Bilbao has a new ground built in 2015, mm. so they saw no need on that. And don't ask me about Oviedo because I'm not too sure about that. Okay. But they also opposed to get that money. All right. And James, Serie well, they were in advanced talks, weren't they? And then there was this clause put in, which was uh, an anti-Super League clause, mm. which kind of made it problematic for some of the clubs who at the same time were negotiating a European Super League. So it all went tits up. There you go. There you go. And in Germany, they're battling hard, and it looks like making headway against the fans. The I mm. mean, they, they see Blackstone... Um, withdrawing from the process as as a victory for the protest it's not so clear whether they were really motivated by that or maybe they saw found other stuff in the due diligence that they didn't like or, or you know weren't happy with but uh, yeah um there is definitely a change in sentiment at the moment that they will not just be able to wave this through and hope that people will forget about it every every weekend protests have become more pronounced and at the weekend, there was um, almost every single ground. So long delays, tennis balls, toy planes, toy cars, all sorts of stuff. You asked why toy cars? I see in your face that question. <laughs> it's because the fans put up a banner saying, we won't be remote controlled. Nice. Have they heard about AI? <laughs> well, we're all being controlled. Obviously. Yeah, that's so true. I see. We're all being replaced. Mm. Uh, and this kind of continent-wide move to rummage for cash wherever it can be found, sell off whatever can be sold off, is essentially because of the power of the Premier League? Clubs trying to compete with that? Also, your TV rights are going down everywhere, even in mm. England. So you'd have to find another way of finding money. And this is, I think that's where CVC saw an opportunity to just put that contract on the table and who wanted it could take it. I see. It's, for the Bundesliga, it's less about the Premier League because they have no illusions about catching up with them but it's staying competitive vis-a-vis the other leagues, some of whom have investors who can pump money in. Mm. The Bundesliga doesn't have, with some exceptions, really investors who who can bankroll you and also can um, make up for some of the COVID losses that are still hurting some of the big clubs. So they thought this would be a, a palatable compromise, if you will, because you're not selling off anything, you're just taking money in advance of income uh, of TV rights, and there's no real downside apart from 8% that you have to give back. But uh, yeah, fans are, fans are opposed because they feel it's another step towards commercialization and will lead to pressure on kickoff times, locations, you know, Super League in Saudi Arabia, all these sorts of places that they are very opposed to. So we'll see how this goes. If you want to read more, mm. uh, there's an article out tomorrow morning. On theathletic.com. Very nice. All right, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more from Germany very shortly, Rafa, but let's get a quick round of other moments of the weekend before that, Jules. My moment of the weekend is on Saturday, James, in Strasbourg, where the Lorient striker Mohamed Bamba scores again for the fourth game in a row, his first four league games, which is the first player to die in 50 years. Mbappe didn't do it, Messi didn't do it, Neymar didn't do it, Ibrahimovic didn't do it, but Mohamed Bamba... Did it? La Bomba, mm. exactly. La Bomba. They signed him in January from Wolfsburger, mm. uh, Wolfsburger in uh, Austria for 5 million euros. Yes. He played in Israel before uh, and Wolfsburger who really doing a, a lovely job identifying those You should talents. not really call him Wolfsburger. Okay. It's either Wolfsburg or Wolfsburger AC because Wolfsburger is the, the genitive. Mm. Mm. Nice. Okay. Wolfsburger A person AC. from Wolfsburg? The club from Wolfsburg. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Like Karlsruhe SC. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes, okay. So Wolfsburg is Come is on, better. Jules. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have known that. But, but yeah, they bought him for 200k, sold him for 5 million to Lorient, who really needed a striker. And they did. And for the first who time did? in 50 years, 
Lorient. I'm not saying that's stupid. I'm not saying that's stupid Australian club ever again anyway. So he was yeah, giving them credit well as well. Great job at talent ID. Yeah, but I, 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 I won't take is, is he the business, this guy? Yeah. He looked he looked really good. He's 22 years old, yeah. so I think there's a lot of room for improvement. But wow. scoring in his first four Liga games, first time in 50 years. Well wow. done. Quite a that. short fuse. <laughs> Pablo. Well, the player I'm going to talk about is a genitive um, in himself. Raul de Tomas. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, RDT. Nice. Yeah. Oh, RDT. It's a bit of a theme emerging. Uh, RDT that. must be one of the most self-confident men on earth, but okay. he hadn't scored for 26 or 27 La Liga games in a row, uh -huh. and he scored his first goal in La Liga. For Rayo Vallecano against Real Madrid. El ucraniano Lunin va a rebete, pierna derecha, chuta, rebete, gol. Y gol de Raúl de Tomás. And that is for me the moment of the week because he needed this goal and he's the most expensive ever signing Rayo Vallecano did. They did it last season. It hasn't quite worked until now. But hopefully, you know, uh, Raúl de Tomás can uh, help Rayo Vallecano stay in La Liga now that Rayo Vallecano also has a new manager. Yeah, and with his first game, gets the point at... Uh, against Real Madrid. Against Real Madrid, amazing. Why do you say he's one of the most self-confident men in the world? Because you have to look at him speaking about himself, the way he celebrates the goal, the way... I mean, he likes himself a lot. He's in front right. of the mirror a lot of time as well. I, uh, also, he posted once a picture in Instagram of his own flat or house, uh -huh. and he got his initials written on the wall as well, RDT as well. So he likes himself a lot. But he's a very good footballer, so I'm really happy that he's scoring finally. Excellent. Excellent. James. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if I should carry on this genitive theme and talk about Napoli, who are captained by Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Mm. Um, because uh, Napoli, uh, they drew at the weekend against Genoa. Stoppage time equaliser from Cyril Ngonge. Mm. Uh, Victor Ozyman was in the stands, back from the African Cup of Nations, but not called up. And the result was bad enough that uh, Aurelio De Laurentiis, the Napoli owner, is going to get rid of Walter Mazzari ahead of the Barcelona game. Uh, and Ooh, really? Wow, really? Well, yeah, that's about... Is that the, the news uh, that's, that's breaking now? That's what's yeah? going down, yeah. Wow. If they can do a deal. They the... said that maybe it was going to depend on next, next weekend and that they had uh, Spalletti's former vice standing by. Oh, yeah, the Barcelona game. But no, I mean, De Laurentiis has left a hotel where he's been engaged in talks... He has been uh, talking to the Slovakian FA right. as to whether they can job share with a guy <laughs> called Calzona, mm. which is the most, I think, Neapolitan. What's next on the menu? <laughs> Calzona. <laughs> okay. Very nice. So he was with Spalletti in Spalletti's first year in charge at Napoli. And before that, he was uh, number two, well, one of the assistants to Maurizio Sadi mm. uh, as well. So... Um, I think this is something that Napoli really and Barcelona have in common. There's well, I think it's Napoli. one of those things, who can caretaker? And with Calzona, he will job share. So he will stay on as coach of Slovakia, who qualified for the European Championships. So he's not going to leave that job. And then obviously at the end of the season, if things go well, he'll coach the national team at the Euros. And this buys De Laurentiis some time to appoint a permanent manager, bigger name, better name than Rudy Garcia or Walter Mazzari. Um, but it does seem like he's, A, undermined a coach again. Because <laughs> remember in the September international break, all the rumours came out about him talking to Antonio Conte, which left Rudy Garcia high and dry. Immediately after the Genoa draw, these reports leak out that he's considering changing Mazzari. And again, Mazzari takes training today on Monday, last training session, <laughs> which is just wild um, and this is the workaround which I, I just think this has become one of the worst managed seasons mm. in football it's something but I was going to say that they've got stuff in common with Barcelona Barcelona win the league then really disappointing the following season Barcelona seem to only appoint managers who've got some tenuous link to Barcelona now De Laurentiis is doing the same with Napoli. It's like Mazzari. I oh, remember him 10 years ago. He coached his team. Calzona, he used to be assistant to Sarri, to Spalletti. Let's do this. Um, it's an, I think it's an incredible dereliction of their season, really. When you think of they get this Champions League draw against the Barcelona side, which probably one of the 
I'm not going to say worst Barcelona side in a long time, but one that's in difficulty. You, you can say that. Um, <laughs> and and yet they've they should be in a position to qualify from this tie, and yet they're not. They're a team that if I'm Xavi, I'm looking at and thinking, wow, they are in a worse state than we are right now. Brilliant, we have an opportunity to go through. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not the only club they're looking at their third manager of the season, of course, because Marseille. Yeah. They can have Gattuso if they want now. Yeah, back. Have him back. Yeah, he's yeah. coached them before. Yeah. So, uh, well, they, they look forward to getting some more details on both of those stories, the Marseille business, a little bit later on. But we're going to begin with FC Bayern. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Deutscher Meister, Benita Powerfeld. Deutscher Meister, Benita Powerfeld. Yep, the sweet sounds of Christoph Biermann there, live in the studio as he celebrates Bochum's extraordinary 3-2 win over hapless Bundesliga whipping boys FC Bayern this weekend, Rafa. So, oh my word, a week ago we were talking about they got beaten 3-0 by Bayer Leverkusen and that was embarrassing, but it could happen, you know, Bayer are great. But then a couple of days after that, they went to Lazio and got beaten by them 1-0. No shots on target. And you think, well, surely not when they're going to be facing a team from the bottom half of the Bundesliga table. Borkum this weekend. But they lose 3-2. Upamecano with his second straight red card. Where are we at now, Raf? Don't call me Shirley. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, where are we at now? We are... <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a more extreme color than code, or extreme situation in code red. Code red there. Uh, it was already bad going into this game. Uh, a lot of people thought this is going to be Tuchel's last stand. Right. Um, I think they decided, having sounded out a few people, that they want to finish the season at all costs with Thomas. Mm. And therefore, he'll still be on the bench on Saturday against Leipzig, which is another huge game now. And, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to see this game and try and understand what, what, what the problem is with Bayern. They started really well. Again. Took the lead. Again, because again, even against Leverkusen, they started well. Yeah, but this time they're really good. Yeah. I mean, they took the lead. They were dominating. They had a second chance. Harry Kane blasted the ball over. Could have laid it off for Thomas Müller for an easy finish for the 2-0. Then the protests interrupt the game. There were tennis balls and, uh, and Thrown by things. Tuchel. <laughs> No, no, more thrown by the Bochum supporters who helped their team because when they came back mm. after that lengthy break, it was as if somebody had turned Bayern's lights out. Mm. Um, they made stupid mistakes. They conceded from a corner. They conceded from a counter-attacking situation where they were all over the place. And then you had this Bayern thing where it takes them not just a few minutes, but like entire halves or 30 minutes before they get going again after a setback. It's like there's no backbone, there's no cohesion, there's no resilience. And then only at the very end when Matis Tell comes on and uh, Brian Saragossa comes on, there's a bit of momentum, there's a bit of impetus and they keep going and they very nearly maybe get a draw. But Thomas Tuchel felt they deserved not to get beaten. I'm not sure because... The lows of the Bayern team, right. there are some highs, but the lows are so low mm. that Hands it's so just low. not not tolerable if you're a Bayern player or if you're a Bayern supporter or, or somebody in the in, uh, on the boardroom level to see Bayern play this badly, even if it's only in spells, points at massive, massive issues. Right. He said it was, Tuchel said, it was Murphy's Law, everything went against us. But when you put it in the context of the other results, the, the series of results now, things are pointing in one very clear direction. A week ago, we were asking about whether the team was maybe not on his side anymore. There were clear indications of that on the weekend with players arguing with members of his coaching staff, Joshua Kimmich. Yeah, him and Schott Löw, who, Löf, who at PSG was really popular yeah. in the dressing room and I think at Chelsea as well. Uh, exchanging some words. Kimmich was Schulte. taken off after Upamecano had been sent off mm. again. Um, second time in five days. This time, uh, second yellow. Again, giving away a penalty. Uh, those things don't make it easier for Bayern. But still, there is, they're so far away from that kind of dominance and self-confidence that we've seen from this team over the last 15 years or so, give or take, that... Um, it's hard 
it's hard not to point at Thomas Tuchel because you can maybe say individual players are not turning up and, you know, we're the leaders. But if every single player is playing below their usual standard mm. by quite a distance... How's Harry Kane playing amidst all of this? Badly. Badly, unfortunately. I mean, he scored a goal, but it was the, the easiest goal ever just to tap in. And then the two chances, and the first one we talked about, uh, but the second one, slightly harder one, he missed. And he missed that big chance at the Olympico. And his overall game has really suffered. He used to be totally unfazed by what happened around him. He'd pick up the ball, play beautiful passes, score goals. And he now also looks like a player who's, who's lost his way a little bit. Did you bit. see what Tuchel said as well about how good he's at training and then in game, which was, seems to be more directed at the team as in like we don't give him service enough in the games. But also he's done a little bit maybe a dig at Kane saying that you can't, you, you don't have the same level in games and you have a training and really the one that matters the most is the games, not so much scoring a training. I don't think he was really having a go at Kane, but Tuchel has repeatedly said there's a massive difference with what we're doing in training and what happens on the pitch. Now, you can read that two ways. A, you can say, okay, this is just part of the Bayern mystery. Why can't they perform? Why are they low on confidence? They're Bayern Munich. They sh there's something wrong here. Or you could say, this is Tuchel saying... I'm preparing them really well. Yeah. They're great in training, but then in the, on the pitch, they can't do what I'm telling them. So there's a bit, little bit of both. Um, I think Tuchel actually managed to deal with the situation pretty well. I uh, came across as very calm, um, quite collected, spoke about the issues that, you know, went against Bayern. But again, his body language was not, was not ideal. Not as bad as it was in Rome, because he was hiding behind Snoot this time. Mm. But for a team loan confidence, I think to look at a manager who doesn't seem to be that energized and that optimistic about his team's chances, I think it's, it's not a great combination at the moment. So the club want to make it to the end of the season with yes. him. If they lose to Leipzig next weekend? I think it's going to be really difficult. I mean, four defeats in a row for Bayern... I read the other day that hasn't happened since Trapattoni, but I'm not sure if that, that number is correct. But He's anyway. still available. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why he's been cut such slack is, A, because they don't want to necessarily do another Nagelsmann where they fire somebody in March uh, just ahead of a, a key Champions League game, hoping for an upswing that never really arrives. B, there isn't that ready-made saviour um, not even Hansi Flick? They're not no sure. Internally? They're not sure about Hansi. Um, he left not on the greatest terms with some people in the club. Of course, he had a big fallout with Sally Hamitish, but there were other people in the club who were disappointed by him. Um, also, you know, if you want an interim coach, you want somebody who people associate with success, who will immediately kind of lift everyone and the memory that people have of Hansi and a lot of Bayern players being involved there and the national team was of bad results mm. only in September. Right. So Any other former are, German national team managers who were... Jürgen's not available. Former ones. No, yeah. I was, um, Joachim I was, Löw, I guess. No, I was being really, really what's, facetious. What's Jupp Heynckes doing these days? Jupp Heynckes has cut, physically cut the cord of his telephone. Okay. I don't think he has a mobile. No, not seriously. Didn't he want <laughs> but he doesn't. He wants to be left alone. Okay. Okay. And it's uh, not really idea. the right. Mm. Do you want more time with his dogs? Right shape. Right shape. To, okay. uh, hmm. to do this kind of job. Okay. Well, there's talk of Zidane. Is there? Don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, to be honest. Language is a problem. Um, there's hmm? Mourinho. No. Surely not. But Xavi Alonso, they, sh they have to try. Xavi. Yeah. Xavi is the one they really want. Wait till the end of the season or get him now to really stuff up Bayern? <laughs> that would be a hell of a move. I mean, but, but is uh, that feasible? No. No, of course not. But okay. they, would, like they would try over, really hard for the summer. Leverkusen continued their extraordinary unbeaten run. 32 games now with that defeat in all competitions, which, as it happens, equals the record... Uh, of Bayer Leverkusen under Hansi Flick Bayern. a few seasons back. Of oh, Bayern, sorry, under Hansi Flick a few seasons back. Uh, the latest victory coming against Heidenheim, 2-1. wasn't easy, Raf. But No, Heidenheim, a lot of people thought that this might be the sort of game where Leverkusen might slip up. And they, 
made hard work of it, or let's put it this way, Heidenheim made them work hard for it. That's what they do. But in the end, it was a fairly routine affair. And Xavier Lons is saying oh, we were very serious, we were very um, focused, and uh, exactly the kind of performance you want. Hmm. Bingo. All right, next up, let's get on to the midweek Champions League games in store. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. We're sponsored for this episode of the Totally Football Show by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform helping you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, which is up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And what's more, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 support is there to help your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Now, because you listen to The Totally Football Show, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash totally, all in lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash totally to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash totally. This is The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pierce, Ollie Kay, and the very best football writers around. Tuesday in the Champions League, last 16 action, seeing Inter hosting Atletico Madrid. Woo! Also Tuesday night, PSV Eindhoven up against Borussia Dortmund. On Wednesday, yes, it's Napoli Barcelona, and also Porto Arsenal. Everyone's excited about Inter Atletico, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's last season's narrowly beaten runners-up against one of the teams who really impressed in the group stages, both of whom have had big wins this weekend, 4-0 for Inter, 5-0 yeah. for Simeone's Atletico. And Las Palmas is not the bad side. But is that right? Uh, yeah, they, they are it's in the top the half of the yeah. table. They play football really well, they keep the ball, uh, they've got some characteristics that perhaps Atletico wouldn't be happy to face. But uh, Atletico this season... When they have a good day, they have a really good day because they also did score seven against Rayo away uh, this season, I remember. And it was uh, a game in which uh, we learned that Marcos Llorente is a really good all-rounder right. because he played <laughs> as a number nine. Incredible, no? Got yeah. a brace. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he was the most instrumental player of Atletico when they won La Liga in 2021, altogether with Suarez, probably. And... Um, for a number of reasons, he never rediscovered that form. I think that his muscular injuries were becoming too recurrent. But now he, he's been available for a while and uh, he's going to be playing against Inter because he's one of the competitive players of Atletico, maybe. Alvaro Morata can play as well. Um, a week ago, it looked like it was impossible that he would feature against Inter, definitely in the first leg, because he picked an ankle injury against Sevilla. Mm -hmm. But uh, it looked like it was going to be a two, three-week thing, but he's been working really hard. So, yeah, he may play against Inter as well. As for Inter, James? I mean, they could have won by five or six on Friday night as well because Turam hit the post from a corner kick earlier on. Barella hit the crossbar. And then they scored two in two minutes. Game was over after 20 minutes. It was 3-0 at half time. And on the hour mark, they could take off Lautaro, could take off Turam, Mkhitaryan. So very confident they've won every game in 2024. Yeah, Atleti away from home in the Champions League group stages, uh, they only won one game. They were undefeated. Feyenoord, right? Feyenoord. Yeah. They drew with Lazio um, because of the Providel stoppage time goalkeeper mm -hmm. goal. Uh, they drew with Celtic, which mm. is uh, perhaps a little bit surprising. Um, but there's been a lot of respect put on Atletico's name over the last... 48 hours in also because of what their manager represents uh, in Serie A and particularly in Inter yeah um, one of the big mistakes I suppose um, of Massimo Moratti's presidency was to let 
Diego Simeone leave Inter to go to Lazio where he won the league in 2000. Uh, he also got to play with Simone Inzaghi when he was at Lazio. Uh, there was, for a time, you know, speculation that Simeone was going to be the next Inter coach. Um, seems to only be the Atletico coach. I mean, he's the longest-serving coach in European football, I think, now. Since 2011. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is formidable. Um, and you know, I mentioned the respect being put on Atleti's name. It's mainly down to this perception that they've changed this year. They have changed a lot um, because uh, 10 years ago, the best possible Atletico Madrid would be a defending side, uh, the best possible version of themselves. This year, it's an attacking side. When they defend deep, they are not particularly reliable. I don't think that they have the individuals. Even though if some players play like Reinildo or, for example, Jimenez and Vichel are playing really well, Atletico is solid, but they don't have the Godin and Miranda at the back that they had before. Um, Two ex-Inter players. Yeah, yeah, by the way. Um, But I think that uh, the best thing about Atletico de Madrid this season is that um, the build-up is really good from the back. Then Mm. Antoine Griezmann, as soon as he goes in midfield and helps a little bit, uh, he can uh, make things happen. But the only problem for Atletico is that uh, Inter this year has played eight games. Atletico has played 12 already. Because we speak about the the British December, the British winter uh, in football, but uh, what about the Spanish uh, January and February? I mean, it's incredible. If you go through in the cup, you play so many rounds. Atletico has still one round to play before the second leg against Inter because they have to play against Athletic Club Bilbao. They're 1-0 down. And the Super Cup as well. And then they play Super Cup, exactly. That was it. Um, So, you know, Atletico was very tired. Mm. You could see that uh, 10 days ago. Luckily for them, last week, they rested in midweek. And I think that you could see a little bit of that against Las Palmas. Wow. Okay. Inter have only lost one of their last 13 Champions League matches, and that was the final with Man City. In those 13 ties, they've had eight clean sheets. Onana was in, <laughs> was responsible for, for many a lot of, them. of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What What do you think this game is going to come down to? Probably uh, Griezmann's position and how Inter pick him up. Yeah. I think. Well, in Spain, we think about Lautaro and Turam because uh, Lautaro is on on 20 goals on Serie A again for the third season straight. So, you know, I think the strikers are going to have something to say. Mm. That's Tuesday. Same time, PSV Dortmund, Raf, Peter Bosch against a club that binned him after six months. Less, yeah, less mm. before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Dortmund, not the ideal preparation, another really underwhelming result and performance. 1-1 at Wolfsburg. Dortmund, they, have, they blow hot and cold. Wolfsburg have, or? No, Wolfsburg, yeah. <laughs> they have... Wolfsburg, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they were accused of playing arrogantly by Sebastian Kiel, the mm. um, sporting director, saying there were too many flicks and too many people trying to do special stuff rather than just playing the game when they were one it up. Um, and in the end, they couldn't couldn't win and they lost lost ground on the Champions League places yet yet mm. again. Although they are still fourth at the moment, just ahead of RB Leipzig. All right. Uh, lost ground in the race, I should say. Mm, okay. PSV, who continued their excellent domestic season, Friday with a 2-0 win over Heracles. Oh, okay. Hey, Wednesday, we touched on Napoli-Barcelona and which team's in more trouble. The weather... Matsari makes it to that game or not there's a lot of questions about how, how much longer Xavi's going to be in the managerial position for the Catalans this quote from Joao Laporta saying Xavi's only still in, in his job because he's Xavi but uh, is that serious Jimbo? That, I don't th- know th- there is no seriousness about that oh. I, mean, if, I mean if you keep Xavi just because he's a legend uh, if you're saying that it's because you don't believe in him and right. if you don't believe in him, why do yeah. you keep him? I mean, it's mandatory for no, Barcelona. No, I agree. To it doesn't seem like a vote uh, of great confidence. No, no, no not at all. I, I think that John Laporta, that, that's why I was asking, I think that John Laporta, with these words, he was even sentencing Xavi even more. I didn't like to hear that because the football club, and I know that Xavi has been a legend, but Ronald Koeman was a legend as well of Barcelona because he won the first European Cup for them, even though Jules is making remarks here, uh, body language. Uh, and, and John Laporta didn't have the same patience with Ronald Koeman at all and uh, he let uh, or he kept him a whole summer waiting waiting and waiting because uh, the rumors said that uh, Laporta was looking for a manager but then he couldn't find a manager and Ronald Koeman stayed until October when he was sacked that summer Ronald Koeman had a really rough time and uh, John Laporta didn't treat him well and he wasn't contacting Ronald Koeman enough however with Xavi he's having 
you know, a lot of uh, cordiality and he's behaving very well with him, which is fine. But if you don't believe in your manager and you're mm. keeping him just because he's a legend, that's not a good message. Okay. And the players know that uh, this manager is going to leave anyway. Okay. They had a win at the weekend against yeah. Rafa Benitez's Celta Vigo. Both these teams have good performances still in them. We've seen flashes, I think, from, from both of them. Napoli with a draw Sometimes. at Genoa at the weekend, against Genoa rather. But uh, the prospect of Ozyman and uh, Kavadashkelia together again for the first time this year, does that breathe any hope into Napoli fans? Well, I mean, at the end of the game on Saturday, Matali was casting doubt on whether Ozyman would play. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think he, he wasn't venting, but he was very much like, I've never had this player available. He was injured when I got the job. Mm. He then got himself sent off. He goes to AFCON, comes back, he's injured. So I don't know whether he's going to be fit or not. Um, Kavratskelia is having to deal with second season. Two or three players doubling up on him all the time playing a style of football that you know, is nominally identifiable with what Spalletti was doing, but clearly very different. Um, and I think what has done for Mazzari um, is that there have been seven games in which this team that scored more than 100 goals last year has failed to score under his management, which is incredible because even when you remove Ozyman, last year the guy who scored the goal that was, for many people, symbolic of them winning the league was Raspadori, scored it against Juventus away in April. Uh, Simeone, for example, in the Champions League last year, would score and score and score. Um, they had yeah, lots of, lots of alternatives that took the load off a, a striker. They're just not scoring. And it's very surprising. And to see them have to fight tooth and nail to get a equaliser in stoppage time against a team that got promoted last year at home it's not it's not great no and uh, i really cannot tell you who is in a worse moment right now because napoli of course they are eighth or ninth in Serie A. barcelona is still in championship positions but the regression and the involution of barcelona has been really big as well and uh, Xavi thinks, and uh, this is uh, something that makes me think that maybe he's a little bit either delusional or he really wants to um, send the message that he's doing a good job despite all the circumstances. But the other day, day he said that uh, according to big data, Barcelona is the best, the best team in La Liga. No, but in terms of chances created. In yeah. terms so of uh, everything in general, the numbers he's got. So there's uh, the alternative table, mm. which yeah. is based on XG... Yeah. For and against, have them top of the... So had they taken all the chances and defended on all the chances against them, mm. they would be top of the league. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, you, you can see that the team loses the structure very quickly. They don't have a lot of spirit, you know. So really, the Champions League winners normally, they are not like that. Mm. And I, I have the feeling that uh, on Wednesday, simultaneously, there will be a probably Champions League contender playing football at Dragao, Arsenal, I'm talking about, mm. and we will see the difference. I mean, Arsenal if Xavi brought up these numbers in Naples, they'd probably be told, yeah, if my grandmother had wheels, <laughs> she would have been a bike. <laughs> yeah, if my grandfather had three balls, he'd be a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and many variations. Quick word on Porto <laughs> Arsenal then, at the Dragao. Last time the Gunners reached the quarterfinals was way back in the 2009-10 season, that's ages ago. Right. Who did they beat on the way? Why, Porto. Yeah. Since that trip to Dubai, they won the last five games in the league. They scored 21 goals for five wins. They never scored so many in a stretch of five Premier League games in their history. So it's the fluidity, everything, even a bit of depth as well in their squad because Kivio has stepped in. Uh, Havertz is doing well. Trossard especially too. Gabriel Jesus is still injured. There's still a few injuries, but... It's, it's looking really good, you have to say, in terms of momentum as well and confidence for them. So. Okay. But here, here in the United Kingdom, for example, if, uh, especially in London, if uh, someone, Londoner, says, OK, Arsenal is a championship candidate and it, it happens to be an Arsenal fan, mm. they will have a dig at that person because mm. you know how it goes, you know, it's football banter and all that. But this is coming from a, a foreigner like me. I'm from Bilbao. I, I, I couldn't care less. Are you, but though? Uh, <laughs> I think you're a Londoner now. If your Alvaro. name is Alvaro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I tell you, I think that... So objectively, I, Alvaro. I, 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 honestly, I honestly tell you, yes. uh, from the perspective of a person who lives in London yes. and watches a lot of Premier League, yes. 
there is no reason to write off Arsenal as a Champions League candidate. No reason to write off Arsenal. No, really. Bold they, words from Alvaro. They, they, are, they are tremendously <laughs> uh, powerful, energetic, and uh, I think that uh, they've got uh, many things to be, you know, aside, are from win, aside from Manchester City and Real Madrid, to me, okay. they are the favourites okay. to win it. Third yeah. favourites? Yeah. Woof. yeah. I really think right. so. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think they've got a balance as well as a momentum, mm. which will see them do well in this competition. Um, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, well, I, Inter, well, don't forget Inter. Well, that's what you want to say, basically. So, well, City, Real Madrid, Inter, and then maybe Arsenal. Yeah, okay. it's going to be fascinating to see what happens Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we can, you know, have a chat about those things next week. But I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose too much time because I, I also want to mention what's going to take place on Thursday with the second legs of the extraordinary yeah. Europa League and yeah. Europa Conference League playoffs these 32 teams scrapping to make the cut to reach the last 16 the prestigious last 16 of the Europa League and Europa Conference League and uh, well I mean we we did a goal show based around 16 games last Thursday we'll get I think return. it was more enjoyable than a Champions League goal it show was. it there was there was something about it well Shakhtar Donetsk game Marseille was fantastic wow. and it's so nice yeah. of you to mention that game because yeah. of course the Shakhtar Donetsk will be taking that 2-2 draw to the Velodrome right. on Thursday where they won't be seeing Gennaro Gattuso on the Marseille bench because no. Monday has He's seen him. He's got the Bayern job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Napoli job. Yeah. yeah, he was sacked on Monday morning after yet another defeat mm. where Brest on Sunday night, late in that game. They haven't won in nine now. He's only won five league games in the five months that he's been at the club which is not enough. Five wins, five defeats, six draws in six, 16 uh, Ligue 1 games. It's not enough. He arrived and they were five points behind the top three. They're mm. nine points behind the top three. It's just not happening and I think he's not the only one to blame. They've had injuries, some of the recruitment in January, which we mentioned, I think, on Thursday on the show, but the striker that they signed from Bodo Glimt, uh, Mubania, he never heard of him until he walked through the door and it's just like... I, you know, I think there was a lot of things happening at the club around that that he struggled with. Mm. That was not his, was not his fault. But eventually, you will always be judged on your results, and his results haven't been good enough. Who's going to be their third manager of the season then? Uh, drum roll! Can we have a drum roll? Remember the Ivory Coast manager, head coach, who got sacked halfway through. Afcon, yes. Jean-Louis Gasset would be the uh, Marseille. Really? Yeah. Former Blanc assistant. Former yeah. PSG yeah. assistant coach. Larry White. Former Ivory Coast. Um, Legend. Yeah, I'm not sure. Laid the groundwork for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, so bad that he was sacked halfway through a competition, which I don't think we've ever seen before. Does I mean, Lopetegui was left before the World Cup. Before the World yeah. Cup started. Halfway through a World Cup, a mm. Euros, Afcon. Whatever you want, Copa America, I don't think we've ever seen it. But that's, that's his reward. It's the Marseille job for six well, six. It's a six-month deal, but it's really until the end of the season. So, And his assistant would be Gislain Printemps. Printemps means uh, spring in French. Nice. Which I think is quite uh, accurate <laughs> to get contracts between March and June yeah. when you're named spring. Will he give them a spring in their step? Nice. We'll see as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, is he related I mean, I to the shopping department, the, the department store in department store in in Paris? If I, if we were, is he related to the printemps? printemps? No, you're right. It's a different spelling. Is he de printemps, the genitive? <laughs> yes, I was kidding. So, uh, well, that's exciting. Which is surprising. I mean, we talk about mm. Carzona and even Mazzari to some extent could yeah. have been surprising. I mean, Gasset oui. was just. Nobody had that coming. Nobody could see it coming. It's quite, if you're a Marseille fan right now, and yeah. they're quite vocal on social media, yes. you don't want. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want to be a Marseille fan right now with okay. a coach like that. But I hope he does well for him. Okay. Well, first job I guess will be this uh, return leg exactly. against Shakhtar Donetsk. Two-two yeah. from the game in Hamburg. Also coming up on Thursday. A lot of delicately poised games. Roma Feyenoord at the Olympico. That game finished one-one there in Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. Roma. Stepping up again this weekend with Daniele De Rossi, a 3 0 win over Frotinoni. They look the, good. The but kid from on loan oh, from Juve, yeah. the, the defender. Hoy, Hoy, no? well, yeah. I don't know yeah. how you pronounce it. Hoy, 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 Un cost to cost, incredible. And, and the, the great thing is, like, he had a 
Then warmers. Hoisin sauce. So, so Hoisin in January yeah. was supposed to join. <laughs> <laughs> he broke his duck. <laughs> <laughs> He, he dipped into. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, anyway. Oh my God. He was supposed to join Frosinone on loan right. in January, mm. along with their three other Juventus youth players. Um, but he turned them down mm. in order to go to Roma. Right. And so every time he touched the ball on Sunday night, he was whistled. Mm. And he made mistakes. And then... He goes on this incredible run. He scored a goal like this before for Juventus on the 23s. Dribbles from, um, yeah, just inside the Frosinone half, opens up his foot, finds the far corner. And, uh, and then, yeah, shushes the crowd as well, gets booked. So it shows, like, real character. Um, but De Rossi, after the game, was like, we were shocking in the first half. Mm. Absolutely awful. Because Caio Jorge, for example, had three... One of those things where a guy has three shots at goal in succession, in the same action, and finds a way to miss the target each time. And so Roma got lucky, but then they played well. Lukaku was taken off, interestingly. Uh, as Moon. Mm. What a guy. Love it. Fast for every player. He gave this incredible post-match interview where he was speaking in English to like these two Italians. So there was this guy who's a presenter for his own called Marco Russo, and then there's Dario Maculin, who used to mm. play in Serie A. And uh, he just says, Can I say first to the hello to these two beautiful gentlemen? Certo. It's amazing. So, yeah, love Asmoon. Okay. I'm going to go out and buy his jersey now. Um, but yeah, especially that, tough, especially the one board. he was wearing on Saturday, because oh, that's that kit. Yeah, it's it is oh, it's it's extraordinary. Great kit. Like anyway. the Milan one, by the way, the Milan kit. Again, we talked about it. Yeah, together. that's yeah. A special. One. So Roma 3-0 winners at the weekend, but 1-1 with Feyenoord. Third season in a row they faced them. Feyenoord had a 1-0 win in, in the Eredivisie against Valvik yeah. at, the, at the weekend. Milan will be wearing one of their sexy jerseys as they travel to Rennes. Jules, Milan's yeah. 3-0 up from the first leg, but beaten 4-2 in an extraordinary match. It was amazing. That it game. was amazing. I it. But, I mean, I know James is going to talk but about talk about Rennes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rennes won again. Rennes. Only PSG, Rennes, only PSG have won uh, more games since the turn of the year. They are on a roll. I mean, the, the tie is over, let's be honest. They can't, is it? They can't be Milan 4-0. Milan 3-0 oh, at no. halfway through. Deportivo. Not this time. I don't think. I just don't think. As good as they have been at times, yes, we saw the difference was too big in the first. I would love. I would love an early goal and a kind of a comeback. Because if there's one club that could crumble with a three three nil scoreline in Europe, I, I still. I mean, beyond the jokes, no, 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 once. It's PSG Twice. or Milan, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like La Coruña and and. But Liverpool. La Coruña is 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 I think the most comparable to this one because yeah. it's two legs yeah but I think than... their history with La Coruña already maybe played a part with Laporte I don't know but I think it would play a part now yeah. I, I think I were a better team than Rennes I think Milan would distinguish themselves on winning the Champions League seven times rather than crumbling in a way that their Cugini the mind the is a curious Pisa. thing <laughs> it attaches itself to <laughs> yeah so this weekend uh, did you want to say more about Rennes no, just Martin Terrier scored two goals. It was they, they they played really really well. Okay, they are nice. they are a good team, and I think they were disappointed by themselves after the first leg because they were well beaten by Rafael Leo was great and Theo as well, all of that. But I don't think they showed themselves in the the way they sh they should have because they're much better than what we saw in the first leg. However, they're still not good enough to overcome a three three goal deficit and winning four 0 at home against Milan. I mean that would be incredible if that happened. Okay. Milan, uh, this weekend, visited Monza in quite an emotionally charged game. Milan were made great by Silvio Berlusconi, who then left the club and in his later years took over Monza and brought them up to the top flight. And uh, his partner in a lot of this, Adriano Galliani, is still there. And Monza had never beaten Milan. They go 2-0 up. Milan bring it back to... Well, they go down to 10 men. Milan go down to 10 men, then bring it back to 2-2 in the 89th minute. And then still managed to lose 4-2. Incredible scenes. Yeah, and two uh, Milan youngsters conspire against them because uh, Daniel Maldini, 
who's on loan from Milan, was involved in the go-ahead third goal, yeah. scored by Bondo. And then the fourth... Oh, bread, by the way. <laughs> the fourth is by Lorenzo Colombo, again, uh, Milan uh, youth player. So, yeah, uh, incredible game. Would have loved to have done that on Golata Live. That would have been amazing. Did Galliani get the bus out for his players in honour <laughs> so of... I knew this was coming. <laughs> so, the... this, uh, when Monza was promoted and Berlusconi was still alive, mm. he did promise at a Christmas party that if they got results against the big clubs, mm. they would um, they would put on a bus... Um, with, with hostesses. With, with hostesses. <laughs> mm. Pretty hostesses. hostesses. Mm. With the players. Mm. Um, yeah. And they they played, uh, well, they were up for it uh, right. on Sunday night. Yeah. But uh, to go back to Ren, like, I think this probably goes back to Campioli trust his squad. Would he rotate? Yeah, but why did he rotate for this game where with a win they would have gone second yeah. and the tie is already it's pretty true. much over. They so he got, he got slated for, uh, for rotating so. in this game rather than in the Ren game. Exactly. Mm. I agree. Yeah. They had the opportunity to go second because Juve, who haven't won a game since they got done by Inter, managed to only get a 2-2 draw away at Verona. Relegation strugglers, Verona. Huh. Anyway, Milan with the second leg at Rennes on Thursday. Also on Thursday, of course, there's conference league fixtures. Maybe the pick of which is Ajax away in the Arctic Circle, yeah. taking on Surely Bodo they, they finally won a game with Jordan Henderson, not as a captain. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone early with that. Sure. So yes. <laughs> Sorry. It'll be what his if he plays, it'll be his fifth game, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And yet to get a win. Although they yeah. did manage to hold leaders PSV to a draw in one yeah, game. Which, but yeah, but he still hasn't won a game. Didn't get the win and were kind of fortunate, were they, to get a the two two draw at home to Bodo Glimt last Thursday. Yeah. Lovely equal. Really late. Mm. Great. The the lofted Burkhouse yeah. thing. But yeah. Yeah, they were lucky, James. They took off, uh, Bodo took off their hero, the goal scorer, uh, who got two. And then the penalty, uh, you know, you, whenever you can see the penalty late and you're only 2-0 yeah. up, it's a bit nervy. Branko van den Boomen. Mm. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> stepping up and stepping up and scoring. Something but, about uh, the, the conference playoffs. Yes. Uh, Olympiacos has a new manager and Ooh. we deserve to mention his name. Jose Luis Mendilibar. Yes, he won the Europa League with Sevilla a yes. year ago. So he's the new manager of Olympiacos. Yeah, he was in charge last yeah, week. He's been in charge for a few weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. no, but he, he was appointed uh, 10 days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he yeah. was there for the, yeah, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And they got, a, they got the result. Yeah, El Capi. El Capi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> a 1 0 win. They were playing. Ferenc Varos. Ferenc Varos, yeah. Right. One of the French teams, as I tried on <laughs> Thursday, but I got no love for that at all. El Cabi, the puns on El Cabi were so much better than Ferenc Varos. All right then. <laughs> uh, oh, did you see that this weekend in the Austrian Bundesliga, there was the fastest goal in the league's history? Did you see this, Raf? No. Do you want to see it? Yes. Won't take long. It'll take, in fact, five Is it seconds. by. Right. Wolfsberger. No, it's by RB Salzburger. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Peter Ratkov. Do you want to see it? Yes. So, we are in in the party. Blau-Weiss. In blau and weiss. From right. Nach Linz. And what is that for an auftakt in this party? So, yeah, passes back to the keeper. He bears down on the keeper as the keeper tries to clear it. He's there. He pounces. And it bounces straight off his foot into the net. Outstanding from Peter Ratkov. I don't know how that game finished, actually. I bet producer Charlie does. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, 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 one. One. So, Linz. Like Linz with the opposition. It's only a draw, though. Yeah, it's kind of still, sad. though. Excellent. What else from this weekend? Oh, we should find out what happened to Real Madrid in that Raya Vallecano game. And uh, anything else you'd like to mention? We'll get on to maybe Bologna. And yeah, anything else? Uh, a bit of PSG? Yeah, we we'll do Is that. Is he next. leaving? <laughs> we'll find out next. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You're listening to The Totally Football Show with James Richardson, the Football Content Awards International Podcast of the Year. Qui va avoir le dernier mot Mbappé qui était remplaçant, qui s'élance et qui marque Le but de Kylian Mbappé sur le banc, peut-être en partance, mais toujours là pour donner l'avantage au Paris Saint-Germain. All right then, Jules. The narrow 14-point gap at the top of Ligue 1 with PSG winning again. 2-0 at Nantes this time. Nice, who were their closest rivals, lost against Lyon, resurgent. Lyon under yeah, Pierre-Peter Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Stone now wise. Brest who are in Stone, second place. Stone-wise, yeah, Brest in second after they win against Marseille mm. because Nice and Monaco. Monaco lost and a very clever free kick from Toulouse mm. to score a goal against Philippe Kohn. Um, but yeah, big win for Lyon, although the weekend in France was... Um, Marred, marred exactly. Yeah, by the refereeing, which was absolutely terrible from really? Friday night in that uh, Lyon against Nice game. So unusual. Yeah, I mean, usually nothing, nothing bad can happen with a French referee, but this time was from on-field decisions to VAR decisions, just everything. In pretty much every game, there was something, uh, and they have to do something within the uh, PGM, the French PGM. World. What can they do, Jules? I don't know. I mean, I think. A lot of those referees are not good enough anyway, but which I think we can share in all our leagues pretty much. But even within the French PGMOL, so the French like Referees Association, mm. they there's a lot of infighting. So the yeah the president doesn't doesn't get on, the the head of doesn't get on with his the guy below him. There's a lot of issues everywhere, and it's a shame because some of those decisions were pretty easy to spot even watching on television. You could see, and yet somehow they managed to get it wrong. So. It's a real shame. But yeah, outside of PSG and all the Mbappé stories, this was a very interesting weekend for because of the, the Nice defeat, Lyon winning, Marseille losing, Brest winning, Monaco mm. losing as well. It was really good. Okay, excellent. Kylian Mbappé has then officialized his... Uh, made official his departure. Yeah. His partance. <laughs> Départ. Oui. <laughs> partance. Um, and uh, yeah, but it uh, was left on the bench for his trouble. Yeah, apparently to be rested. Uh-huh. Although he didn't look happy at all getting no. off the bus. Then he seems happy again on the bench. Mm. And when he was coming on, he scored a penalty that he got himself. And yeah, he told the players that this is it. After seven years, he be leaving at the end of the season. He told the club as well mm. the same thing. He said, please don't try. Don't try to make me change my mind. Don't offer me even more money than I already have. Yeah. Uh, don't make that. Don't make it difficult. That's the words he used, and the negotiations with Real Madrid are ongoing now. I don't think it's done yet. Like no? Marca was saying this morning, not yet. It will be done soon. Any chance that he might go somewhere else? No. Okay. Not anymore now. It's, it's it would be done. I mean, have they not had three years of preparing this offer and contracts and yeah because yeah, it's been going they, on. They, they, they they down, the what's down. Could, could Florentino yeah. not just open the drawer of his desk and go? Oh, there's the deal we had kind of ready <laughs> in 2017. <laughs> you know? you go. They have to update the date. No, but there's image rights issues because he wants all of his his own image right, 100 percent, which has never been done ev- anywhere before. This is not what clubs do. He wants to go to the Olympics, which is not ideal because one, it's not a FIFA date and two, is in pre-season slash start of the season. So it's not ideal. Again, if you're Real Madrid and want to parade him and all of that, if he's in France for the Olympics between, I don't know, the 20th of July until mid-August. So there's a lot of things to still sort out. And also with PSG in terms of, he's out of contract. So, but he will leave and he will leave some money behind him. There's still a few details to sort out. So it will eventually be announced. 
and there would be an agreement, but just not yet. Okay. Alrighty. I, um, number one, if you go to Marca right now, there is uh, this headline, Mbappé has already signed his contract with Real Madrid, uh, mm. signed by Carlos Carpio. Um, this reporter normally has good information about Real Madrid. But uh, I don't know if this is very good for La Liga in the long run, because I want to follow up on what I said last week. I think that Real Madrid is uh, already in a very privileged situation mm. because they've got money, good players, youth, and their biggest opponent is pretty much bankrupt, Atletico Simeone, how long is it going to last? Uh, so Real Madrid can easily win six or seven leagues in the following decade, like Barcelona did in the previous decade. They could uh, become at, the Bayern of, of, of La Liga. Uh, they could, they could. Yeah. And if Mbappé goes to Real Madrid, this is going to be even more accentuated. I think that it will be good for La Liga that a player like Mbappé will go to Real Sociedad. Right. Just yeah, to, to offer yeah, a yeah. new challenger, you know? Or, or if, they, if they had a proper draft system and Almeria could take him. Almeria, who this weekend once again failed to win. The only team, I think, in any of the top yeah, five yeah, yeah, leagues yeah, They set a new Spanish record, is that right? For yeah, uh, the f it's the, I have it written here. It's the first Spanish team that uh, has 28 consecutive games winless. Winless, yeah. yeah. Winless. So they finish bottom of the table, get first pick next time around, of yeah. a European pool of players. Yeah, of course. And, and back it goes to El Maria. And all of a sudden, La Liga gets mighty interesting. It's hot. <laughs> He would be delighted as, as well. Yeah, he'd <laughs> <laughs> Show me the way to Almeria, he would be saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, a word on what happened against Rayo Vallecano this weekend? Uh, that Rayo Vallecano has a new manager, Diego mm. Pérez. Uh, by the way, he would be Bournemouth's assistant had the Brexit rules no, not affected him mm. because he couldn't uh, come with Antonio Raola to, to England. Diego Pérez, he played for Athletic Club Bilbao. And uh, he managed to get a point against Real Madrid. Real Madrid, of course, had a really good month. And uh, players in the sidelines and all that, I think that it was time for them. Or they could afford to drop a couple of points here. Rayo has been competitive against Barcelona and Real Madrid this season. Uh, at Bernabeu, they also drew. And I think that this is a little damage for Real Madrid. A minor one, but if Girona beats Athletic Club Bilbao Monday, but it's another if, like last week, uh, then you know, La Liga title race gets hotter again. Okay. Athletic, no mugs, of course. Very good. We've touched on Verona's 2-2 draw with Juventus and the Monza-Milan game, but how about Bologna facing the Lazio side who had beaten Bayern at the Stadio Olimpico midweek and Bologna going there and beating them 2-1? Yeah, came back from behind as well. Really impressive. I thought the game actually was high level in terms of two coaches who kind of identify the same football philosophies. Um, but you know, Bayern have all these problems. Kane's rubbish now that Raf says. Yeah, Josh is Zergze, not rubbish. Not rubbish. Zergze has been... I mean, people think he should score more goals. He scored in this game. Mm. But he's just such a silky player. You know, like It feels like he's got Velcro on his boots. He loves taking the ball in pressure like three or four defenders around him, swarming him, and he'll find the pass out of it. Wonderful. Lewis Ferguson, again, captaining the team. So Bologna keep, uh, keep on pushing on. And to be honest, their away form has been something that has held them back. This is only their second away win this yeah. season. Wow. So yeah. a big win. Game sort of uh, resplendent of um, Sinisa Mihailovic as well. Mm. Sinisa, big player for Lazio, and Sinisa, the... the uh, The coach that Thiago Motta replaced, Sinisa's wife, was talking about how Bologna honoured his contract and paid right until the final day, even though, you know, obviously he passed away more than a year ago. His contract was, I think, up in the summer. Um, but, yeah, there were lots of really fun things about Serie A this weekend. No kind of nominal big games. Right. But, like, you had the Atalanta-Sassuolo game. So, Atalanta uh, and, and, and Bologna, I think, level on points in mm, fourth they place. Are. But it might not even go to fourth place. It might be fifth place, of course. Yeah, because yeah. of the, the, the coefficient. coefficient for the expanded Champions League. But uh, Atalanta, uh, where they had the goalkeeper, Marco Canisecchi, mm. um, Mark Dried Meat. Uh, <laughs> he, made, he made two penalty saves, back to back. Like he, he saved one from Pinamonti, and then it, someone, I think Kolasinac, had encroached. 
And so you thought, oh, Pinamonti's going to put this one away. And now Kaniseki saved it. The Pinamonti save is even better than the first one, better. actually, because he takes, he takes the second penalty better. Amazing. Right on the stroke of halftime. And he, mm. you can see him going down the tunnel with the ball, like, like a hat-trick goal scorer, <laughs> wanting to take it away. But then the ref is like, no, that's mine. Give it to me. Oh. Well, rules are rules. So. Rules are rules. You also yeah. had Empoli, David Nicola. Has he continued his unbeaten streak yes. on the Tuscan side? Yes. And he, he held uh, Fiorentina to a one more draw in the derby. Yeah, and you said earlier that Juventus haven't been the same since they uh, lost to Inter. Right. Well, their winless run started ah. with a draw against Davide Nicola's Empoli. So he's the, he's the kryptonite. Excellent. All righty. You had a point for poor old Claudio Ranieri and Cagliari. One point from safety, but behind Verona, who themselves got a draw, as we've heard, with Juventus. Anything else from Serie A, James? No, I mean, it was like, it was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed watching City this weekend. Good. I mean, I do most of it, but this was like, it was fun. So, yeah. Lazio lost, Roma won. Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, that's kind of it then for today's Euro show. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens in that midweek action. We'll be doing a uh, Champions League highlight show, James. I see. Wednesday night with yeah. Michael Owen. Yeah. We enjoyed that last week. I wonder if his horse won. Oh, yeah, his horse is one. He flew oh. off the next day to Bahrain to see. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to him. And then Thursday night, it's another big goal show, possibly the last one of the season. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We won't well, do yeah, a round of 16. We might do I the, the oh, round maybe, of 16. Maybe. You never know. But possibly, as I say. Yeah. But anyway, four and a half hours of madcap Europa and Conference League. Actually, it could be more it than four and a half hours. It could be extra time. Because if it goes to extra time, which yeah. it has done in the past, on, on other occasions, <laughs> <laughs> then that we could be there all night. You know, exactly. drop drop in, listener. You know, seven thirty on TNT Thursday night. Is that right? Seven thirty right. is before that. We're on at five. Five thirty. Yeah, yeah five thirty. No. Yeah, really. Trust me on this. There's an early <laughs> set of games. There's yeah, an early yeah, set of games at five forty-five. No. no, no, no. We came on at five. Listen, I'm so sorry about this. Maybe we'll sort this out between ourselves. You get on with your day. Five thirty on TNT Thursday night and on the red button. Yeah. And discovery app plus. All right. Thanks so much, Jules. Thank you, Rafa. Thank you, Alvaro. Thank you, James. Thank you, Rachel and Charlie in the booth. And thank you, listener. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Discover bonus video content by searching for The Totally Football Show on YouTube and see the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com slash totally. The Athletic.